Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. I'm Stefan James, founder of ProjectLifeMastery.com, internet entrepreneur and life coach with a passion for living life to the fullest and fulfilling my potential as a human being. My purpose for this podcast is to be a powerful and passionate example of the unlimited possibilities that life offers for any of us that has the courage to commit ourselves to life mastery while sharing ideas, concepts, and strategies that can help you master every area of your life from your health, mindset, emotions, business, finances, relationships, and spirituality. Now, if you're someone like me that is hungry to take their life to the next level, then you're in the right place. Welcome and let's begin. Hey everyone, this is Stefan James from Project Life Mastery, and today I'm excited to introduce you to Ryan and Karen Pottinger. They are digital nomads and successful Amazon sellers, earning six figures per year selling on Amazon. But the kicker is, they're making this money without selling their own products. They're selling other people's products, leveraging a model called wholesaling. This is different than the private label model where you're taking more risk, investing more money. This is a model that doesn't require as much with that. And so it's a model that can be attractive to many of you that are looking for a way to build a business on Amazon, but maybe the private label model is not really resonated with you, or maybe you are doing private labeling, but you're looking for another stream of income that you can add to on the side that doesn't require as much time or money. So I'm really excited to have Karen and Ryan here because they're going to share with you guys their story, how they got into this. Uh, they're going to break down and explain this model to you so that you can understand it. And if it resonates with you, you can learn more about how to get started with this through a program that they're a part of called the Wholesale Formula. So Karen and Ryan, thank you guys so much for being here today. Do you mind sharing with people your story about how you got started in this business? Well, we decided that we really wanted to have the opportunity to travel and have that independence, not be locked into one location. And uh, we're from Seattle. And so we, uh, a lot of people know what the weather's like in Seattle. And so for some people, that's totally fine. That would be me. For other people, it's less totally fine. That would be him. So you want to have some options. But when you have a nine to five, a traditional nine to five job, you're, you're kind of locked in. And so we said, well, what are we going to do? If we're not going to do what we always do, what can we do that's, that's going to give us some of that freedom that we're looking for? again, specifically to travel and see the world. And so we've been talking about it for a long, long time. What are our options? What could that look like? And as it happened, one evening. <laughs> well, I was searching YouTube like so many of us do about either just travel vlogs or entrepreneurial vlogs or just learning and dreaming kind of a thing. Because this whole idea was about an eight year long conversation in our relationship. You know, we had a son that we were raising and I didn't feel like it was time to maybe make this jump while he was still young and such. So we kind of had a goal end date in mind. And uh, so I was originally intrigued by the private label model, uh, which so many people are familiar with, but I had a couple hangups initially, particularly with the idea that if we were going to be traveling at all, I wouldn't feel like I had the safest way of sending like test orders or other things like that coming in from China or whatever, validating products. And I just wouldn't have enough of a footprint maybe domestically in the U.S., to make that FBA lifestyle work, at least initially, if we weren't going to be in country. So it was like, what other kind of options are there? And then I met, virtually met Dan Metters on YouTube, who's the one of the founders of the wholesale formula. He was doing an interview with one of the Amazon software, uh, seller software uh, companies out there. And almost immediately I said to her, this is the model, right? 
you're sourcing domestically, you ship everything domestically, there's almost no in international import interactions or whatever. It just seems like at least for our first foray into the Amazon world, a very clean and safe, like logistics model versus like the China in model, particularly if we would have been traveling at all. So that instantly appealed to me just from sort of that initial standpoint, logistically, how to get started. One of my uh, experiences after he shared that with me is I realized once I went over it, I thought this is actually a very tangible thing. This is something that someone who doesn't do this kind of work has never done this kind of work uh, before in their life. This is something that they can actually learn. And it's laid out in such a way that it's step by step by step so that you can eat an elephant, take it on like eating an elephant one bite at a time. You don't have to do the whole thing and just consume so much material. So me not being in this kind of line of work, um, I, I was able to do it. And I looked at it, I said, I feel confident that we can make this happen. And so from there we decided it, it meant we sold our home, we sold our cars, we sold everything that we owned to travel the world full time and start a brand new business. Reboot our life. Reboot your life. And so we had carry-on suitcases and we had an Airbnb reservation and we headed off and started out. I love that. That's that's so inspirational that you guys were able to do that and kind of set that deadline for yourselves of when you guys are going to pursue it. Um, one of the reasons why I thought it'd be great to have you guys on is I think a lot of people can relate to your story in a sense where maybe they've known about private labeling, but they don't know that this model exists. They don't know about the wholesaling model. Um, there's, you know, I didn't even really know about it until maybe a few years ago. And so um, everybody, I think, has a different model of what they'll connect with and what they believe in and what they're going to be passionate, excited to pursue. And it sounds like you guys found that. So do you guys mind sharing with my audience, what is the model? How would you describe it? How would you explain it to somebody that uh, doesn't know anything about this? Yeah, this is kind of like the, what do you tell your friends and family kind of question, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, your audience having some Amazon experience will understand it even more thoroughly, but I basically tell my family, like I have a store in the world's biggest virtual mall, right? And so I'm just buying products and selling them just like any strip mall, any, anybody that starts their own candle shop, small mom and pop shop, it's the same thing, but I'm just on Amazon. And that means I get way more traffic and way more opportunity to scale and grow my business, as well as not having to have you know feet in the store during open hours. So it's really simple in my mind, just say, I'm a store in the world's biggest virtual mall and we're buying and selling products. Got it. So what, what would be the steps of it? Like what, what would it actually look like? Like if you guys, if someone is a brand new beginner and they wanna sell on Amazon with this, um, like what would be some of the steps that what they would take? They'd have to do some research and then find wholesale accounts. Can you maybe explain what that, uh, the steps of the process would entail? I would say, first of all, you'd want to get plugged into the wholesale formula. And I say that just because that really will give you some tooling so that you know what to do. But you, you're exactly right. You're going to do some, some scouting for products that fit a specific uh, uh, number of criteria. And, and you're going to kind of learn what that would look like. And though there might be a general outline, everybody's threshold is a little bit different. But generally speaking, you're going to have this outline of, of uh, criteria to go ahead and scout products and look for them on Amazon see what's already selling. And that's one of the things it's like, you can see, oh, it's already there. It's already established. I don't have to start from scratch. And then from there, you're going to go and you're going to source, like, where is this product from? And so you're going to find out who, who should I be emailing with? Who should I be 
calling. And so that's the second kind of the second step is you're going to create a nice big long list, a long list, a long list, (laughs) a long list, because with this being a numbers game, you just want to have lots of people to talk to. And so from there, you're going to go and start sending some emails and you're going to start reaching out. You're going to start trying to connect with brands because one of the biggest things about the TWF model and about what we do, it's about relationship. And and it's knowing the brands that you work with and really partnering with them. So you're not just a nameless, faceless person on the phone buying products and schlepping them out the door, but rather you're building this relationship that says, hey, how can I be part of your team? How can I come alongside and assist with what you're already doing? So you're building that relationship. And that's really, I think, one of the things that's so neat about this particular model is the relational aspect of it. And then from there, of course, you're going to go through all the logistics of how do you acquire the products and, 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 and that minutia part there that's going to get into your logistics. But truly, it's about scouting products, sourcing, uh, source, sourcing, sourcing, and so you can reach out to the brands and then starting to get those products into Amazon and you, you go from there. Yeah, I mean, the main thing is it's just like every other Amazon style of selling. It's just you're sourcing from a different pool of opportunity so for instance with online or retail arbitrage you always have to re-resource that that product because it goes away right whereas with maybe private label you're looking for keyword niches most of what we're doing in reverse sourcing wholesale is finding products that are already selling and selling reasonably well but probably need some of the uh, like value adds and enhancements that all of us as professional sellers know how to do that these brands haven't come across yet so once you start selling their product you start enhancing their listing you're building that relationship who knows where you can go from there and how tight of a relationship you can build with them. Maybe one day you're the only seller now, almost like a private label model, but you're now sourcing it domestically and you've built a really good relationship. So you can just imagine how you can make that a profitable business that's reoccurring all the time without the need to then source from China and do all these other things if you've already got an established brand that you can work with. Yeah. Got it. So with this model, you're not, you're not creating your own brand and you're not creating your own product. You're essentially finding products that are already selling on Amazon or even maybe mm-hmm. off Amazon, but you are being a reseller of that product. So you're ordering it from them at the company at wholesale, and then you're reselling it. Uh, is that, I guess, under their same Amazon listing that they have? Yeah, because you don't want to make a duplicate listing, right? It's not eBay, right? You're, you're, uh, you're attaching yourself to an already existing listing. Actually, one of the value props is catalog confusion, the idea that so many rogue or unauthorized sellers have created duplicate listings, right? And we talk to brands about that all the time, like why that's a bad thing and why they want to fix that. So no, you're going straight to the source, you know, not the manufacturing source, but the brand source, you're buying it from their warehouse. And just a little pro tip for your audience is, you know, when they're selling to a mom and pop shop, they might think 15 units a month is wholesale, that's in bulk. But most of us know that Amazon's bulk is significantly more than that, right? So we oftentimes have learned that we need to nuance the conversation to say, no, no, we're not looking for wholesale pricing. What's your distributor level pricing? Because all of a sudden, the amount of volume we can move as an Amazon seller is far and above what many of their retail clients can do, the retail brick and mortar clients. So you might even find lower price points where they're like, oh, you're going to do 200 units a month? Yes. (laughs) So, so um, you're reselling the product on their listing. And so just for my audience, you know, um, just to kind of show them and maybe explain to this to them, when you go to Amazon, you go to a listing, there's the buy box, and then there's maybe several sellers of that same product that you can order from. 
So essentially you're one of those sellers. Is that right? Yeah, you're, you're initially, depending on what you are able to achieve, and this is kind of the growth curve of, of the wholesale business model and, and sort of refining it. Initially, you're going to join a competitive buy box. Let's just say, for instance, where there's multiple sellers. We all know that Amazon's algorithm changes and that becomes less fair and the pie is shared kind of less over time or whatever. So some of it depends on how new you are. Some of it depends maybe on account authority and feedback quality, right? So we will get on some competitive listings, but really the long-term play is that value add side where you can show them why you're such a strong partner that they wouldn't want to sell to these other people. And why they would only want to exclusive with you. But you can't come out on the first date and say that, right? You got to spend some time saying, hey, look what I've done, or hey, am I moving in the direction you want? Is there some form of partnership here? And oh, by the way, what value are these other people bringing? Maybe beyond just a PO. Got it, it makes sense. So when you're reaching out to these brands, what is, um, I guess, what is the angle? What is the um, the, the, the strategy in terms of reaching out to them in terms of how to add value to them, I guess. And as, as you mentioned too, as you're selling under their listing, if you can perform really well, then you can go and show them this and maybe be exclusive with them and, uh, you know, give them a reason why not to allow anyone else to sell the product and just, you can sell the product. But what, what does that look like? Especially for those, I guess, that maybe don't really have that much confidence and I'm sure the wholesale formula teaches people how to do that. But um, yeah, what would be that angle and the way that you would approach these brands to demonstrate and show the value? And what kind of value can you provide for them? Sure. So one of the very first things that, that we, we start with is the email part of it. And, and I touched on that, referencing the long, long list, because, um, because again, it is a numbers game and there's lots of people out there that are on Amazon that you want to reach out to. So it's, a lot of times it'll just be an email that says, hey, um, I'm interested in some wholesale, or I'd like to learn about partnering with you or, or something that's very you know, simple, just that you just want to engage in that conversation. And then what we do is as soon as we get a response, um, then I'll follow up with an email that says, I'd love to get on a call with you and just learn more about your brand, learn more about you and just and get to know you. Um, and I get a really, really good response rate where people say, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll get on a call with you. So I'll we'll pick a time to set up a calendar invite um, so that we can actually have a conversation. And from there, I'll just be like, hey, I'd love to know more about your brand. Can you tell me like how you got started or what was the, um, the impetus for this? And, and just kind of give them the opportunity to talk about themselves. It's a big deal, right? If you've made something, if you're a brand, you're proud of it, you want to tell your story. Then from there, we can say, hey, you know, I know I reached out about wholesale and I'd love to know, you know, like, can you tell me, you know, I found you, like a lot of times they'll say, I found you on Amazon. Can you tell me about your, your Amazon presence? You're going to get a fascinating number of responses. Sometimes people <laughs> are like, I'm not on Amazon. I'm like, actually, you're yes, all over Amazon. And they're like, oh, Amazon makes me so mad. Or they'll be like, I only, you know, there's all, and they're just going to start telling you their story. And one of the best things about that is then you get to answer their questions you don't come in and say i can do this and this and this and this and this because they might be like i don't care I, that's not important to me but if you give them the opportunity to have the floor tell their story tell their pain points then you can respond specifically to that oftentimes oftentimes it's rogue sellers or unauthorized sellers that's one of the big ones is that people they don't want people on their listing they have no idea what to do about it. Well, that's the kind of stuff that we can do is we can come, come alongside, help you identify, reach out to help get those uh, unauthorized sellers 
potentially removed, or you can at least find a communication path with them to, to move that uh, ball down the field. I would say the other thing is map, people breaking their map pricing. So minimum advertised price. And that's a really big deal to brands as well, because again, it's kind of establishing their value. And so they've said this product is worth this much. And if people lower the price, that looks like, oh, that might not be such a good product. Well, then that devalues that brand and the product, and they don't like that either. And then the other thing they run into along the same lines is that a lot of times these brands are not only selling to people who sell on Amazon, but people who are in a brick and mortar traditional type store. And because people can come on Amazon and drop the price, drop the price, drop the price, the people in the brick and mortar are saying, hey, I have to sell this for this price. And now look what's happening. And so that causes conflict. And so the brands can kind of get stuck in the middle there. So I would say those are probably some of the main issues, like probably the top issues yeah. that you're going to run into over and over and over again. And that it's our ability to offer solutions to help them solve those. And again, then they're like, hey, you, you're different. I want to work with you because you brought a solution to a problem that I have. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And I can imagine there's so many businesses out there that just really don't know what they're doing. You know, they are on Amazon because yeah. they, everyone knows you should be on Amazon, especially we've seen more people get on Amazon due to the pandemic and whatnot. But, uh, but if you have some training and some know-how you can come in and you can really offer a lot of value to them and kind of even take that over, take over their listing and mm -hmm. optimize their listing in ways that they might not even know how to do. Um, yeah. I mean, the average private label seller knows 10 times more than oh, the yeah. average brand yeah. person. Right. So, I mean, we might all think, well, I don't really know that much, but that's not true. You know more than the person you're talking to, which makes you more of the expert. Right. So yeah. don't devalue what you've been able to establish already, what you've been able to learn. But as you kind of asked it in the initial question there, it's a bit different than private label. You're not just sitting on your laptop fully anonymized mm -hmm. and working on a listing and emailing your source. You do have a bit more of a traditional prospecting or sales front end because it is all about that relationship. Got At least that's how we how we yeah. found success yeah. is taking the approach. Some people want to do the email only approach, and then they're going to find themselves just kind of called out because hundreds of people are just emailing. Right. So you've got to differentiate. Right. Got it. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, for someone that wants to start with this, what would you say is a reasonable amount of money, like a budget that someone would need to have to get started with this? And then also on the flip side, what would you say is possible with this financially? You know, what kind of lifestyle... Uh, you know, uh, can people create with this? I mean, obviously you guys are traveling all over the place and digital nomads and whatnot. So do you mind sharing, you know, even a little bit about your success or some of the success of other members and people that have, um, 
you know, really worked hard at this and committed, committed themselves uh, to this process? Sure. Um, I would say, depending on the brand and depending on how uh, good of a job you are logistics and just the whole situation or what you're finding, generally speaking, it may not be as profitable as your average private label product. However, it's a lot less risky, right? Because you're starting with a product that's already selling and selling to some degree well. So you're just leveraging cash against something that's already working versus launching into niches that you don't know about but could render a better result. So that's something just sort of from a framework perspective to consider. Um, so at that point, then you ask like, well, what was kind of our success or whatever? I mean, it's, it's fair to say that within our first six months of selling, we were already doing over six figures. And then we've of course continued to exceed that and such. So we were able to you know, scale rather rapidly, but we had two people who fully moved to a new place, were fully focused on it. And after a period of time, got two VAs full time. And then our whole world was outsourcing everything we could to them to make sure we could focus on refining our sales process and other things. So you can kind of see the different take on it there, right? So, I mean, when you're just selling one or two SKUs or however big your private label brand is, that's only a certain level of work. What if you now move into a brand and you have 10 SKUs in their catalog? You can just imagine the workload changes. So the lifestyle side of it really is dependent on what you're hoping to accomplish. If you know what it takes to run one SKU well, well then just extrapolate that across more SKUs. That also means more potential income, but it's more potential work. So your ability to then be an outsourcer to a VA or whatever else to expand your team really, really is important. So I would try and just lay out that if you like net it all down after expenses, you're kind of paying yourself, paying VAs, paying for cost of goods, all that stuff, a starting point, and it only goes up from here that you should probably expect about a 10% return, right? So what does that mean? That means if I want to make a six figure salary, walk away or whatever, I've got to sell about a million dollars, right? Well, okay, that's that's fine. We know that we, we should at least plan for that. But so many people come in, how soon can I make a full-time salary? Well, how many SKUs do you need to sell? Half a million dollars or a million dollars or whatever else. It can certainly go up from there, but especially when you're getting started, it, it may it may be lower at first. That's great. And then um, would you say this is something that someone could do if they had a couple hundred dollars to start or maybe a thousand dollars or two thousand dollars? What would you say would be um, you know, enough that enough amount of money to start with that would also give them a reasonable shot at, at, a, at success and, and provide, I'm sure, the more money you have, the more options of products that you could pursue, of course. But what would you say would be that minimum that someone would need to start to do this? Well, it depends on if their minimum is sort of predicated on, I want this money in my life to pay a car, pay for a car, or am I reinvesting back into it to grow my, my capital, right? Okay. So Think that through, of course, but any amount of money that makes money is a worthy, worthwhile start. I would only offer the idea that in many categories in Amazon, especially after the pandemic, they've really turned into a high volume game more than ever before. We've seen the IPI rules changing. People can't send stuff in. If you're moving a slow product, don't even put it in our FBA network or whatever else. I mean, all of this kind of stuff has changed in the last two, three years in my experience. So if you had kind of a slow mover that you're testing on, that's kind of become more of a problem, at least in my experience, right? So when you say I'm gonna start with a couple thousand dollars, that might mean you have five units of maybe 10 products you can kind of see where that might go. So it, it kind of depends. So I would never tell anybody don't start or don't try, but I want to share some of the things that I've seen change over time that could be some you know, red flags 
towards an approach like that. So a thousand dollars can get you started, but just make sure that those units are going to move. Got it. I'd love to hear more about your guys' story. So uh, you guys joined the wholesale formula. And, and by the way, that's a, just for those that are watching that don't know what that is. It's an online course that uh, by Dan and Dylan that basically teach people this method that they figured out. And there's an amazing community that is um, built and you guys are a part of that, obviously. And you guys provide coaching as well. And you guys started to work with them, which is really cool. When you guys first joined this wholesale formula, what was your journey like? You know, uh, you guys said you'd never done anything like this before, but did you guys start with one product or maybe a few products? And over those six months, you guys said that you were able to do a six figure, which is amazing. But how, how, what did that look like? Did you guys start with one product and then the second product and then just continue ramping that up? And eventually you maybe find some products that are working really well. And you double down on that. Do you mind sharing a little bit about that process for you guys? I'm trying to remember. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> it's like archives. four years ago. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I mean, yes, we started with one product. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you first start, you're so excited. You're so jazzed. You're so ready to make something happen, right? But, but I think that a lot of people, they kind of, they clamor and they just buy something and they put it up and say, it didn't sell. Or, or, you know, you're still on the finding problems and not solutions mode, right? And that's really the, the biggest first sort of mental hurdle to overcome, right? So, no, we did start with one product, but we quickly scaled to 200 SKUs mm -hmm. within a few months. Mm -hmm. wow. um, we, were, we were sending between two VAs, we were sending 200 emails a day, and wow. we would open as much as 30 wholesale accounts a month. Wow. So we had massive scale going on, right? And a lot of learning and a lot of, you know, sort of systemizing our processes and such just to learn that a lot of that we're not going to go back and do anymore. So, I mean, you can totally go that route, but we did some of the mistakes that I've already shared about, well, that doesn't move that much, but it had a good margin, but then I got hurt somewhere else on Amazon because they didn't move fast enough. So, you know, you really figure it out when you move to that many SKUs, but it yeah. really made our process good. So that's kind of what we did, though, is cast that wide net. And then yeah. you find some of the ones that are working well for you. Then you can start to call your catalog down to those that really work well. And then you can become exclusive or semi-exclusive or however it works out in the long term to have kind of that ongoing reoccurring relationship. I mean, that is that is one of the nice things about the wholesale model is the brand is the brand. So there's nobody really taking away from that brand other than other people in that same keyword niche, but no one is hurting the brand directly per se. Versus if you're kind of an anonymized brand in private label, it's really quickly for you to fall away because you've not built a community or whatever else. So there's a lot of sort of easily reoccurring sales and or money in the wholesale model with sometimes less effort or the need to always rescout new SKUs. Right. I mean, that seems like one of the benefits of this model is that you can cast a wide net. You can launch multiple products without as much risk and capital mm -hmm. that like if you were to do the private label model, you want to launch 30 products, each manufacturer is going to have a minimum order quantity. You got to create yeah. the brand, you got to create the packaging. Right. There's just mm -hmm. way more logistics involved with that. And so you're kind of, you know, you launch one product as a private label seller and you're just trying to go all in on that one product. But with this, right. I guess if one product doesn't work out, it's not like as big of a risk. And you can get to that point when you want to scale that you can cast that net of multiple products. And, um, you, you know, I'm sure there's probably less minimum order quantity and things like that. Sure. Absolutely. For sure. That's yeah. Really cool. I mean, you're, you're going to find an MOQ where people are like, I don't know, can you order 50 units? 
<laughs> you know, I mean, for most of us on this call, that's like, if I could ever get that from my supplier, that'd be amazing. But yeah, it's probably not going to happen in most cases. So no, for a lot of these companies, you know, and, and we, we're not looking for Nike, right? Mm -hmm. We're looking for people like us. If you're, in, if you're in a community and you know of a brand that sells well, that's maybe not even on Amazon, but you know how to launch, you might be able to, to launch them as an exclusive. And that's not part of the wholesale model's reverse sourcing model, but it's then taking the whole concept to the next level and saying, I'm working with brands. Mm -hmm. Who do I know that's already a brand that maybe needs to have their situation elevated on Amazon or potentially launched on Amazon? And you're now in business with them and you can create whatever future you want together. Got it. You mentioned virtual assistants, VAs. I'd love to hear more about that. Sounds like you guys are outsourcing and automating a lot of parts of the process. So that's a, a great benefit whenever you can do that and, and free up your time. The first thing is don't wait. <laughs> yeah. Don't wait. We waited, I think we're in like two years. And uh, yeah, well, it felt like two years. No, um, but we waited too long and we kept hearing about VAs and we're like, oh my gosh, are we at a place that we can hire someone that we can pay someone? Oh dear. I like, it just was, it was just kind of a daunting feeling to feel like we were supposed to be still be doing everything on our own. And we did go to one of the wholesale formula events. And um, that was the, the clarion call that we heard all the way through is yeah. my VA, hired VA. And uh, as I say, I should have had a VA, but I didn't. <laughs> so finally we said, let's go, let's mm -hmm. do it. And oh my goodness, we never looked back because it, it was an absolute game changer because the amount that you can accomplish having someone on your team that can partner with you and cap, you know, you cast the vision to them. You really tell them where you want to go. It just, it went so much faster, just so much faster. I mean, and like Brian was saying, like sometimes there's tasks that either one, you just don't really want to do because you're trying to, you know, spend your time on, on maybe the bigger picture, or maybe it's something that you're just not as good at your yeah. VA can help you. Um, so absolutely VAs are just a game changer. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that learning to outsource is the only way to make this a scalable model because you wanna build your catalog out further and further, right? So if you don't have a team around you, you're gonna be stuck doing the minutia. You're gonna be doing every little case support, every buyer message, every little piece that happens mm -hmm. when you can have a lot of that, that outsource. But um, we, we basically, uh, the wholesale formula, what, what changed it for us is they finally, uh, not finally, they then launched their own basically VA placement service company, if you will, right? And so that became huge because these VAs are now pre-trained in at least the basics of the wholesale formula, right? So if you have no management skills or you don't know anything about how to onboard anybody or bring someone into your business from another country or whatever else, all the things that might be your initial concerns or fears, a lot of what I had because I was brand new at this, a lot of them are already dispelled and taken care of because you now have their person kind of hiring and, and pre-interviewing and then submitting them to you as candidates. And then if that person's not working out, you say, hey, this person's not working out. Can you help me either fix it or find me somebody else? And so you kind of have this agency already working on your behalf to bring someone into your business that's already in the fold of the TWF model. Mm, that's great. That's great. Yeah, no, I love I love that. Anytime you can leverage other people to support you in your business and you can focus on the aspects that matter and work on the business and not just in it, then it allows yeah. you to go to that next level. Um, right. Just a few more questions before we wrap up. So we've been talking about the wholesale formula. Do you mind sharing a little bit more about, about that? You mentioned there's some events that they do, um, but it's, it's an all online 
program, but they do offer coaching as well as the events. So do you mind kind of sharing a little bit more about the program? Yeah, so what they do is they'll, they'll launch the program or let me get available a few times throughout the year. And at that point, you can usually watch some kind of a um, like an intro seminar kind of a thing where they're going to start walking through like the main points, the main ideas so that you can get a, a sense of it. And it's usually going to be with Dan and Dylan, um, again, the 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 leaders, the founders, founders of, of TWF. Um, and it will kind of help um, unpack that for you. From there, you, they give you the opportunity to get signed up so that you can actually start, you can enroll and you can start participating in, um, in the actual launch and release of the program. And they'll, they'll um, release the modules, like they'll, they'll space them out a little bit. So you get like one and two, and then a week later you get one more because what they really want is for you to absorb the material, really get through it and be able to have time to take action and to do the things that need to be done before you go on to the next one, the next module, et cetera. And in addition, there are, we have calls that we do, we, something that we do. And basically um, you can get on a Zoom call with some of the coaches and some of the students. And we're gonna, go, we're gonna walk through whatever was in module number one, module two, and they can ask questions. And we can make sure that we're available to help bring them along as they're starting this out so that they're not walking it through alone. And again, that's one of the things Ryan mentioned is we didn't have access, access to that when we started. And so it's just really such a great value to be able to work with coaches in a classroom environment like that so that you don't get stuck and we'll, we'll demonstrate stuff and that kind of thing. So that's kind of the next process from there. And then, um, and then ultimately when you get through the whole course, um, like you had mentioned, they, we do coaching. So then if you're like, man, I really want to dig down on this. I really want to get some one-on-one -on -one assistance. Then you can do the coaching, the private coaching. And again, that's all through TWF, the wholesale formula. And uh, you just reach out to them and let them know that's kind of the next step that you'd like to do. So you really get, you get a team that's walking from day one all the way through. And then again, being part of the Facebook groups, the coaches are in there and you get to ask questions and you're not alone. And when you do something great, we get to like, yeah, you did it. If you're like, hey, this quirky situation came up, I don't know what to do. Then we can all come around and be like, hey, I experienced that. Here's what you should do. Here's an idea. And so it's just a ton of, of coaching, a ton of camaraderie, um, a ton of ideas, problem solving. And it's just all part of the whole entire wholesale formula package. You know, a lot of new new students will say, well, I don't know the answers to all these things. How can I call a brand? Yeah. Well, you don't always have to have the answers on that call, mm -hmm. but you have a community of potentially hundreds of thousands that you can leverage. Right. If you say, well, you know what? I'll get back to you. And mm -hmm. you actually do. Mm -hmm. That's going to set you apart. And that's exactly what we did. We jumped in fake it till you make it style. Right. Like we know enough to at least have the basic conversation because your first call is basically what's been your experience on Amazon mm -hmm. and they're just going to go. And then when they start asking things, you say, you know, let me jot that down and get back to you. And then you go back to the community and you ask, Hey, has anybody encountered this? Mm -hmm. Now all of a sudden you're getting your people who've been doing it for much longer than you, uh, giving you a good answer. So yeah. it, it, it I, I found that to be super helpful, even as, even as a coach, but um, you know, then, you know, you don't have to know it all. It feels right. so, you know, alone. Yeah. So it's really important to sort of, you know, you mentioned coaching, but mm -hmm. they also have what's called TWF Prime. 
And that's kind of like group coaching where it's uh, a private mastermind, if you will, of you know many people, kind of one to many, one coach to many on a call. And then we also have one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. That's great. That's great. That's such an important element because inevitably everybody gets stuck at some point. And even sure. just having someone that can hold them accountable, you know, someone that they have to report to and you know, make a commitment to, and that checks in on them and whatnot. That's such an important part of, of achieving any goal or any success. So that's really great that they provide that. Um, and by the way, for those of you that are listening or watching, I'll put a link in the description to the wholesale formula, or if you're listening, listening to the podcast, the link is www.projectlifemastery.com slash PWF. I guess the last question I have for you guys is what advice would you give to someone that was in your shoes when you started? you know, maybe working the nine to five, looking at opportunities on Amazon, YouTube or whatever, right? A lot of people are probably watching you guys just as you were watching other people on YouTube when you yeah. first got into this. So um, kind of putting yourself back into that position. Uh, what would you say to someone who is looking for a way to change their life, get online, maybe quit their jobs, travel the world like you guys are? What advice would you give to someone like that? I would say one of the very first things is just to believe that there is an option before you. It's like, it's so easy to be like, oh, it'll never work. I don't know if I should. I don't know if I can. But to just say, you know what? I'm going to go for it and I'm going to move forward. I'm going to step out and I'm going to believe that I can accomplish something. And then is is really to, to, to take the steps, take action to do the things that are presented before you and then really, really take full advantage of the community that's around you so that you don't get stuck. Yeah. And I would say that you have to remind yourself that you're launching a business, mm -hmm. right? And so to some degree, you have to understand what that means to treat it like a business. And I'm a firm believer that sort of self-development or personal development begets business development. And so, so many things that people get stuck on in the business side are probably just personal thought process things that they're, they're already used to getting themselves stuck. Or maybe they're stuck in the employee mentality of going to somebody else when it's kind of their job to figure it out, or at least, you know, talk to some other people and say, here's my idea. What do you, what do you think kind of a thing? But I know for me, you know, I, I got really deep into some audiobooks because I needed to set my head straight because you're taking on so much all at once. Mm -hmm. At least we did the way that we chose to go about it. Many people don't go that way. That's just what we did. So I know that, uh, you know, books and stuff were really helping to set my head straight so that I could be more confident in business. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And that, that was a big part of my journey as well as getting into the personal development, working on myself, my, you know, because you are the ultimate resource that's going to make this work. You know, your ability to take action, your ability to be creative or be resourceful, uh, all those different elements really matter. Uh, listen, I want to thank you guys so much for your time and sharing your story. I know a lot of people are going to be really inspired by this and, um, it's just really amazing what you guys are accomplishing. So uh, yeah, just thank you guys so much. Uh, I truly appreciate it. For those of you that want to learn more about the wholesale formula, I'll throw the link again in the description or go to projectlifemastery.com slash TWF. Otherwise, thank you guys so much. If everyone enjoyed this video, give it a thumbs up, subscribe, and we'll see you again soon. Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. 
Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.